everybody. Welcome to another episode and the first episode, a first and a last. So I am calling this season 1-1 and I am here with Amy Lyons and I can't wait to, you, you've seen her in the chat. <laughs> she has been one of the most regular attendees I've been able. I mean, I've known Amy, we met um, maybe in person and then you came to Design Recharge. I'm not sure. But today we're calling it Design Recharge and Creatives Ignite because I'm doing a name change and it'll be Creatives Ignite podcast soon, uh, web, sh- whatever it is I do. Um, but it, I'm changing names. Um, so, Yay. but for so, yeah, loyal Amy Lyons. That's right. So for so many <laughs> years, Amy has given me an hour or so at lunch And she's lifted up so many others. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Amy, let's have you during Love on Designers, because I thought it would be such a great way to love on Amy, but also (laughs) because she's loved on so many and she's seen so much. And I think it's a great um, about nine and a half years. It is her birthday. Happy birthday, Amy. She's 29 again. Yes, (laughs) she looks great. I realize that my lighting is really full. Um, But one of the things is that she has grown. I have seen her work grow. I mean, your business has grown, how confidence has grown over all those years. She's done other things that we're going to talk about community wise and things that she's done for her business and stuff, her job. I've seen her in two different jobs and there's just so much. And this is one of the things I love about the this community is that people, we get to know each other. And Adrian's here from Ireland. Yay. Oh. And somebody that's their number starts with a 327. I don't know who it is because it just says your number. But if you tell us where you're popping yeah, in from. I wonder if that's my parents, although that's not their number. Yeah. And Brian Yan's here. And my mom's here. Brian Yan's in Virginia. Yay. My mom's in Athens, Georgia. Josh Gooch is in uh Charlotte or outside of Charlotte. Paul, I was worried about you, buddy. I didn't know if you were just showing up today, but Paul is just because he's usually here super early, but it's okay. Paul, we'll give you a grace here, buddy. Um, Paul's in Minneapolis and we're going to, we're going to get going. And if you want to be able to chat and see other people, what they're talking about in the chat, or you could probably see it. um, If you're new, you can just make sure you're two. the little blue thing next to it says everyone instead of hosts and panelists. Otherwise, it's just me and Amy that are going to see it. And it's way more fun if everybody else can see it. But we've got people from the UK, Ireland, and all throughout the United States and Canada. So, uh, Paula, I'm glad you're representing Canada today. Oh, and and (laughs) Spain. We've got Spain, right? Uh, Andre's in Spain. Okay. So, Amy, I wanted you to give them a little bit of your background because you didn't start in um in design you started in film right or right tv film um so. re- you want me to jump into my little deck because i talk about yeah that? okay yeah and um, costas is here he's representing hey, new york we got people from all over i'm so glad to see everybody ah a little history about me um i've always been creative and enjoyed drawing and all kinds of crafting photography making gifts, making cards, etc. cetera. Um, and here's some proof. I dug these up um, from oh, over the wow. years. Started as an illustration and I uh, made it. But anyways, so that's a little bit of my, my crafting history. Um, and I started at Auburn University, War Eagle. 
um, as a psychology major, and I graduated with a, a bachelor's in arts and mass communications and psychology, which I have found to be actually really helpful as a designer. So um, that was a good call, even though it wasn't my intention. Um, I did psychology as a secondary or um, uh, non-official yeah, it mi- a, minor. It was, a, it was a dual major. But I know, but but I did it as a tech. Oh, you did. I also oh. find it very useful. Hey, look, there's That's me and you. We ha- yes, it is. That's when we met in person in Creative South. And a little fun fact that we were at Auburn at the same time, even though we didn't know each other. Um, this is when we met there in Creative South in 2015. So, and we're both but- not. We are both vertically challenged. Yes, we are. Um. Uh, so in that mass communications degree, I took that and I worked for in television post-production for 11 years. I started at, um, in Atlanta and then I moved out to LA and I did seven years out in, um, La La Land. And in around 2005, I realized that I was just really unhappy in my career. Um, but I really didn't know what to do about it. And that took another two years or so until I figured out what I wanted to do. Um, and I took about a round away roundabout way of um figuring out that I wanted to pursue design it was through a photography class that I took for fun and then a black and white printing class and then outside of school outside of school it is where I end up going back to school to study design but I just took them for fun um and then uh during that process I was looking and figured out what I wanted to do and then I recall that I actually predicted it years ago when I had to first learn Photoshop for um, a job and I was like, Ooh, this is so fun. I think I found my second career. And I was like, Oh, I did. Um, so in 2009, after I didn't finish school, but after um, studying for about a year and a half and doing self-study, I moved to Raleigh and start from LA, from LA. Mm-hmm. And I had no job lined up. I had no design experience and I had no connections in Raleigh. So it was a slow start. It then was, why uh, Raleigh? What was it about Raleigh? Raleigh? Uh, well, I figured that as a designer, you know, you can work from anywhere. The reason I moved to LA was really for the business. Um, and I was looking for a place. I didn't want to move to another big city because I grew up in Atlanta and that was a big city. And then LA a big city. I'm like, I kind of want something smaller. Hey, Alan. And um, something smaller, but I wanted it to feel like it had all the the stuff of the big city that had, you know, it, it had culture and, um, just Ikea. I'm just does not have an Ikea that was in Charlotte. We were supposed <laughs> to get one. It didn't happen. It's a touchy subject. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just kind of fulfilled everything on my list of things that I, th- I wanted in a city. So I'm kind of restarting my design career or starting a new career. I kind of just redesigned my whole life. And one of the things was, all right, where do I want to live? So, and I did want to move back to the East coast so that I could be closer to my parents um, down in Georgia. So that takes a lot of guts to just move to a new city without a job. Right. The second time I did it. So yeah. Um, Cause I did the same thing when I moved to from uh, Atlanta to LA, except for I did know my brother and I stayed on his sofa for three months. Um, God love That's him, helpful. Yeah. Jen, helpful. Jen says that you were brave and I, yes. and Maura says you were courageous and I absolutely yes. agree. 
Thank you. And ballsy uh, too, maybe. I think it's okay to say that. My mom yes. will tell me later. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, during that time, uh, when I was looking for work, I just continued to practice my skills and kept learning why I was looking. And eventually I found freelance work, um, which uh, the first actually person to ever hire me to do any design work was another designer that I met through AIGA. Um, and then I found a few contract jobs and then I landed at a small agency for six years. In 2017, I joined Empire Properties and Empire Eats as their in-house designer, as Diane would call it, the lonely only. Um, um, I'm still working there and I love it. And I've had the opportunity to work on a variety of projects, which is, um, I feel kind of unusual in an in-house position, the amount of variety that I have, um, which just, I, it's, I love it. So, um, and I've been able to use my little illustration skills a lot. So that's been helpful. Um, and here are those, some of those fun projects. Go slower a little bit here. So this okay. is more recent, maybe in the last two years this is, before yeah. COVID. Yes. This yeah. uh, square burger opened two years ago. Uh, so two years ago, last look, at, look at the, the illustrations, the icon. I just think this is the cutest. So you did the logo plus you did these icons and it has a real retro feel, which we know Barry will love because Barry loves retro. A lot as of us love I. retro here, as, right? As do I. So this was a lot of fun to work on. And yeah, I did all the characters, which is something uh, that's, you know, my, my work and my practicing and illustration has really helped me be able to do stuff like that. So um, I also, this was prior, I think, Pizza Time's just turned four, maybe. Um, so I got to do all these different variations on that too. Um, and then this is a, uh, like a kid's menu for um, the oldest restaurant in Raleigh. And I like, I made up the word scramble and the word search and I made the whole maze. I did you did the maze? That's what I was just about to ask. Oh my gosh, yes. look at those cute chips. Yes, they're chips. And I like, you know, everything with a smiley face. So um, that one was super fun. And Wait, then, what typeface was that? Was that a... a um, the, was that uh, the Colt? So no, that's a Dorn. Oh. Uh, that's Laura Worthington, I think. And then the oh. script is um, Voltage. And I can't remember what boundary that's from. Um, gotcha. Yes. And then these I did this past October for um, the restaurants to give out to kids on Halloween for coloring pages. Uh, and so in this, the center one, I was able to dress up some of our characters. Uh, I did He's not draw so the pig, cute. by the way. Um, oh, right, right. The, the, pig was, the pig was existing, but uh, everything else I was able to do. So that was really fun. Um, and this was by far the coolest thing I was able to do. That is a terrazzo floor. And it is based on an illustration from an old um, program from like a commemorative event for the first telephone exchange in Raleigh. And I adapted it to um, fit that space and did this whole mock-up of it in Illustrator and then worked with the, the artist who did the terrazzo to, um, who laid the floor down. And it was, that's just probably the coolest thing I've ever worked on. So I was excited. Because it was so different, or because mm -hmm. it was really in your 1920s niche? Why? It's a floor, Diane. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's more permanent it than anything else. Yeah, and it no, yeah, but it was it was a um, 
it was a challenge. I'd never done anything like that before. And then to do the, try to get the mock-up of, of what the um, terrazzo would look like was really cool. And then honestly, one of the best parts was working um, with the artist who, who um, was laid the terrazzo in that style. And we worked out the color schemes and how that was going to work. Um, so that was just really, the whole process was really interesting to learn something new. So Andre had a question. So he said, such cool projects. These were done at the beginning of your career. So kind of give them an idea. So you worked at the other place, um, where you were doing lots of other things, but then you moved to this, which is the, um, they do, uh, yeah, it's real real estate is, is, they have several entities, but it's mainly commercial real estate and a hospitality restaurant group. Um, so that's all the stuff I just showed has been since 2017 that I've done for that job. So, so. from the square burger to what you're looking at right now with the terrazzo, I'm probably not saying that correctly, but um, that's I all been that, since yeah. 2017, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. So, so sometimes then- in the beginning of a design career, we don't have a ton of things. And I, I was talking to somebody about this um, yesterday. Sometimes we take on jobs to pay the bills and they don't make it into our um, uh, yes. our portfolio. But sometimes we get, you have just had such amazing, uh, I'm sure everything you do there maybe isn't all this fun, but you've really found a place um, where you get to explore and do a lot of different things, yeah. but you yeah. also really get to use your skill in illustration. And this is, I think it's a skill that has grown immensely over the time that I've known you. Don't you think? I think so. Um, actually, not you know, that you were a terrible so. illustrator before. I mean, I, the, I am not, no, the, uh, but. but you have like practiced, you have spent time. We're going to get into that a little bit uh, more down the road, but keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah, going to backtrack a bit um, and talk about how I kind of started getting better at illustration. Um, so back when I moved to LA, this was in 2002, I started making cards for all my nieces and nephews for all the holidays and birthdays. And I have a lot of them. Um, I was doing them hand by hand, scrapbook style. So you know, like cutting stuff out, stamping, all that stuff. And I was doing individual ones for like each kid. It got time consuming when I went back to school to study design and I was learning illustrator. So I switched to drawing digitally, which was more fun. Um, and I started doing that more, but I often felt limited by my capabilities, especially with character design. And because I'm designing so many of these cards, like every holiday, I got to figure out new ways to draw like those holiday themes and how many different times can I draw stuff for birthdays? So it gets, um, that was really kind of frustrating. And one of the reasons for me wanting to practice more. Um, and one thing I did in 2009, that was the year that I moved to Raleigh, I made menagerie matchup which is a matching game for my niece this was when she was three and i illustrated all these animals like i think they're not that great now but at the time i was kind of proud of them um and i don't know if you'll notice over here diane um yeah yeah it sort of looks like obby that was my inspiration for that one. <laughs> you did good i've never seen him on all fours so that's the, I, a mascot for our where we both went to school so And I had to do that because my brother, which is my niece's father, went to Florida. So I had to be like, just stick that in there. Um, 
But in 2016, I brought my iPad Pro uh, pencil and the Procreate. And that's when I really started drawing more. I really liked having something to draw straight on that. And, you know, I didn't have to erase all the time. I could like lower the opacity and draw on top and fix mistakes and all that stuff. How much uh, would then, you practice? Like if you in two, 2016, how how many times a week were you pulling out your iPad to draw either at work or at home? I really have no idea. <laughs> was it like um, a daily thing or was it like it was probably several times a week? OK, I wouldn't say daily is kind of hard, but it was probably several times a week. Um, would you take it to work? Only when I knew if there was something that I wanted to something illustrative that I mm. wanted to work on ra- on that rather than paper. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I always doodle in the margins of my sketchbooks and or at work and stuff, you know, um, been doing that for years. So even if I wasn't like making a specific drawing for a specific versus, I am trying to getting a little bit of practice in every day just by um, a little doodling. And I also started getting interested in lettering because I was like, oh, hey, I don't have to think of something to draw. I just got to think of a letter and draw it. Uh, So that's something I am still working on. But um, through my involvement with AIGA and Creative South and Design Recharge slash Creatives Ignite, I've just met a lot of other creatives who are interested in the same things and they offer advice and support and feedback. And that's really been helpful along the way. Um, And I'm always gathering resources and just continue to learn and drawing and practicing um, because practice makes progress. <laughs> Let's take a look, shall we? Please. Uh, yeah. So this is a card on the left here in 2012 that I made for I think, my nephew, maybe. So this is my first attempt at a bunch of animals after the uh, menagerie matchup game. Now I do that monkey in 2016, and then my dandelion lion is 2019. Um, so you see, I did these two were an illustrator, uh, this one and this one mm-hmm. were an illustrator and then procreate for the lion. Um, so here are my rabbits for Easter. So, oh, I love uh, these. This is such a great progression to see yeah, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, much, I mean, there's character, there's, uh, personality, uh, depth, uh, man, keep going. Thank you. Um, so that first one is, uh, my little cartoon, uh, drawing of my niece. Uh, I can't remember what year that was, um, five or six years old. And then there's my character Herman I did in 2015. And this is my people series. So progression of people. Um, and this, the bottom two are me trying to work out a mid-century modern type style. Cause I love that era. Um, and you'll recognize these, Diane, Ooh, these yeah. are my, my art deco. Um, a uh, product that I made and put out this, no, 2021. Um, this is some more people slash birthday stuff. So obviously I have similar ideas <laughs> that I carried out for some birthday cards, but I thought this was a great um, example of how I had one idea and how it's improved in four years. So Well, and just simplicity of like the feet are similar but not the same the legs Mm -hmm. are more exaggerated the there's the you're less detail in like the creases Mm -hmm. right but there's i mean both faces i think are just amazing because it's a different (laughs) kind of style but like there's 
it's just a lot. I mean, even the hand, oh my goodness, you know? Yeah. Hands are so hard. Oh, I know. But look how much, <laughs> look at how it, like the first hand on the left is flat. So it's not as yeah. it may be difficult, but whoa, the next hand, yikes. And you're using um, the, like the more or I don't know. Uh, what the, uh, is, half tones, half the half tones with retro yeah, supply, I, maybe. Yes. Yes. Of course. Retro supply. Color lab. And yeah, I do a lot of like, let's take a picture of my hand in this position. Um, that, that's how I do hands. <laughs> and so here is, I also draw mice a lot, uh, cause they're cute. Uh, so there's one I did. I think that card was for my mom in 2014 and then a birthday card in 2018. And then one in 2019, I know that one was for my mom as well. Um, so I like that progression. These were in 2018. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, I was just like, let's draw an entire scene. Cause I don't normally do that. Um, and I was home for Christmas. So that was fun. Um, this is some birthday cakes along years. Um, these Wait, are go back for a second. Yeah. Those are really, I mean, I th actually think all of them are amazing, but it's amazing that you could do all those styles so well. Thank you. Um, and these are two of my favorites. <laughs> oh man, for sure. And happy birthday to Amy. Today's her birthday. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So I also draw a lot of dogs. Uh, so here's some progression with dogs. And then again, oh, attempt at the theme. Uh, yes. This was uh, inspired by uh, the It's a Mystery Charlie Brown. So Snoopy as he's dressed up in a, a Sherlock Holmes outfit. Uh, wait, wait. I got to tell you. So Jen says... You're so humble, Amy. I had no idea how extensive your illustration work was. And Aww. absolutely. Thanks, and I, what Jen. I love is that you were like, oh, I am only creating these characters. I'm not creating scenes. Like I only create like heads. So I need to create <laughs> bodies. But we go in progression, slow steps, right? <laughs> yeah. But same thing. Um, then you're like, okay, I'm going to try the scene. And then the scenes keep getting you know, you're trying new things or you're learning things. So I can't wait. Yes. Andrew says incredible versatility. Oh, thank you. Um, so here, I, like I said, I love the mid-century modern style. So this is right. Those are based off of, and these are more of a, um, I don't know, painterly-ish. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. kind of like the other, other style that I do. Um, and again, more dogs. Uh, so here's um, St. Patrick's Day. That one in 2011 is kind of embarrassing. But. <laughs> I like it. I think it's cute. It's just a different style. Yeah. Uh, but it gets better. Like, I love that one. Well, on they're the, a little the less stiff, right? Instead of yeah. like face yeah. front, like, you know, yeah. they actually are doing other things, but it's still yeah. really good. Fabio says he loves them all. Thank you, Fabio. Yeah. So that's one thing that's improved is, is like a little bit of movement. <laughs> Yeah. And Jen uh, says they have more personality. Yes. More personality, a little more movement. Um, Maura says so inspiring. Thank you, Mara and Barry. I see your comment there. Um, yeah. So this is Frankenstein through the years. Um, that last one was for uh, Retro Supplies Fright Ball. And I'm actually pretty proud of how that one came out. You um, aren't or are? I am. Oh, yeah. You I should am. Be. Yeah. Yeah, I am because I, I don't normally draw scary type stuff so right but um, again it's the shadows and the um yeah that's what i really was 
excited about how the shading turned out. And the series over in that uh, fright. Oh, I'm going to show that series. Retro. Okay, never mind. Keep going. We'll get more. Uh, okay. I have two series to show you, but here's my Santa Claus progression. Um, so again, like they start to have more personality, and the one in the bottom center was like I tried to go like uh, like this old type of yeah. Totally. I don't know what era, like it's like the like the forties uh, or yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then this is the huh. first series that I did, and this I did in Photoshop, and I called it my winter series. Um, so again, huh. just a little lot of animals in the snow, and then um, this is oops, this is the. Some of the Frightfall series that I did. These are some of Which my Which is favorites. a different style, again, for you. This was very, yes. this was kind of yes. a, a and, and what I love is that you took, it was 31 days and you said, okay, I'm going to try something uh, different in 31 days. And you didn't give up and you kept trying, even though it wasn't your uh, go-to or you were super confident yeah. maybe, but man. I mean, it was fun. It was fun to do. I mean, Halloween stuff is fun. I just usually always make it cute. And I, I mean, I still kind of made some of it cute, but um, I really, this one, I feel like I learned a lot during that most 31 days, just uh, of like setting a, pro a process, like um, getting all of the, uh, like collecting some visual references for each prompt. And then like I use the symmetry tool and procreate so that, you know, I don't have to draw half of everything um, and just sticking to a limited color palette using that same background, all those things helped it go faster. And then I tried to do just more like quick strokes, like more organic instead of using that like auto shape thing that's in mm -hmm. procreate. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really like pleased with some of the line work that came out of that. So, like, oh, hey, so, hi. so. So Brian Yan said, whoa, the depth of styles is on the Halloween series is wild. Well done. And Doc said the Wolfman is wonderful. Love how graphic it is. And oh, Alex Mira is here, too, from Las Vegas. Yeah, that that means a lot coming from you, Doc. You're a pretty talented art, artist. Um, yeah. So this is the second set of stuff. Um, the clown's kind of creepy, but totally. <laughs> Speaking of Doc, that the the uh, uh, coffin with the Grim Reaper, uh, that was uh, his suggestion when we were doing that prompt. It was on a creatoring drink and draw. And I was like, should I do a coffin or a Grim Reaper? And he said both. And I was like, OK. <laughs> so that was uh, that series. There's more to it. You can see on my Instagram if you want. But um, yeah, clowns are kind of creepy. Uh, I'm yeah, gonna put your, I, in, your your um Instagram yeah, uh, link yeah. up right now too. Oh, thanks. Um, so a little words of encouragement and things that I have learned along the way is that you're going to get frustrated. You're just it's going to happen. So keep going. Accept that that is part of the process. Is the frustration, um, but uh, and progress takes time. So don't give up. Yeah, Doc's kind of okay at drawing. Um, take joy in the process. Uh, like you do get frustrated in it and you're probably not always going to enjoy or be happy with the result, but try to enjoy the actual process of drawing, like, um, just making marks and creating something. It doesn't have to be beautiful, but as long as you're, um, 
continue to do it, you'll get better and you'll make progress. Um, believe in yourself. Uh, you've got to believe that you can do it. If you talk badly to yourself and say, oh, I'll never get good or I'll never get better, then you never will. Um, mm. You have to believe that you can do it. And that's something I learned a long, long time ago. And I just always try to remember. I mean, that's the that's the thing that made me think, okay, twice I can move across the country with no job and nobody that I know and make a life. And I did it. So um, not it to twice. be kind to yourself. Yeah, I've done it twice. Be kind to yourself. Like, don't down talk to yourself. You know, it is you're struggling with something. It's we all struggle with something, things as we're trying to learn and as we're trying to grow. Just try not to get down on yourself. Um, and if you need to take a break, take a break. Put it down for a while. Um, come back to it. Um, and just remember that practice makes progress. Love it. In let's just say in the last 10 years. So like from 2010, I don't think I saw anything earlier than 2010 in these. 2009 was the, the matchup game, but yeah. Okay. Well, unless you want to count those drawings from when I was a, like a baby child. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, um, didn't, I didn't hang out on those too long though. <laughs> <laughs> you went through those pretty quick. So, but in those, and you kind of touched a little bit on it. Are there any processes or systems that you put in place for maybe when you didn't feel as confident and when you were learning something where was it that you would go to Pinterest or you would look at things or was there some sort of drawing prompt that you do or was there a few things that you tried that there was some things that really worked for you? Um. Well, keep going at it, but <laughs> I do collect a lot of re resources and a lot of reference photos, especially for illustration, like and hands and like expressions that I use. And I also. Um, okay, but how do you so, take a picture of your hand if you're alone and you don't have a dog? Do. Right. Don't have a dog. How? <laughs> not that yeah. a dog could take a picture, but maybe. Like so how this. do you do it? So I'll be like, here, I need this bottle. I do okay. stuff like that. So, okay. I have some really odd pictures on my phone from stuff like that. Um, uh, so like, <laughs> that's like the, the pizza guy, with the pizza times, and he's holding that slice of pizza. That's my hand. <laughs> so uh, then would you hold something like that? Or would I, you just, I, I, bu I bought some pizza and held it so that I could. Okay. Because I was trying to do it with paper and it wasn't working. I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll take a hit and I'll just have to buy pizza for dinner. <laughs> you, you can do that. So then I can do that. So for, for you as an illustrator, how was there, so you were buying resources to look at, to, tools to use? Yeah. You know, I have books, I, you know, taking classes online, um, but really having, having reference material and just understanding that, um, Every artist uses references, reference images, and that's okay. That's how you learn. And when I really get stuck, like, oh, I have no idea what I'm doing, or this is like crap, then, or, you know, having those thoughts, even though I know I say don't do that, but, you know, we all do because you get frustrated. And sometimes I'll just be like, you know what? I'm not going to try to come up with something on my own. And I pull out one of my drawing books and I just draw what's in the book because mm. that's kind of the purpose of them. And then from doing that, I learn like, and like something I was doing last night, this is a good example. Um, so I was trying to draw something from one of my resources, but it was a pig and I was trying to make it into a bear and I was doing the little feet. 
and he was supposed to be running away. I was like, oh, this back leg was getting really difficult. And I was just trying to draw it kind of by sight. But after I did that, I was like, okay, now I need to draw like the, uh, um, like draw it in cylinders, like actual shapes, like kind of with the skeleton. And so I did oh, yeah, this yeah. one. Yeah. So that one turned out a lot better when I do it that way. So um, a lot of it is just kind of remembering technique and then mm. utilizing the technique. Because um, technically when you're drawing characters and stuff like that, you're supposed to, um, it's very helpful to do that, like the draw through and all that stuff. And, you know, I want to be, I want to be at the point where I can just draw everything from memory and all that, but no, you know, you gotta, you gotta backpack and take, take the um, steps. So a lot of my reference material is like that. So I have a huge collection of stuff on Pinterest um, and then I have some favorite books and whatnot. So those are really um, my most, I guess, system, but I also um, just the whole, like, drawing out concepts and just being able to do that from a design perspective, the illustration part is really helpful to do that. And so that's kind of become part of my process. Well, what I also thought was neat is that you, just like you just showed two different sketchbooks, you're not just drawing on the iPad or on the computer. You're actually will practice in paper and pencil and pins and other media yeah oh that's a really good point that um i often find i'm trying to draw something in illustrator and i haven't sketched it out first and i'll be like oh this is so hard and then i'm like why don't i and then i'll just sketch even if it's a bad little sketch the rough sketch gets it kind of looking more like it's supposed to so yes i skip steps sometimes but when i'm really struggling going back to the 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 techniques kind of gets me back on track so I think that's helpful. But again, um, we've drawn with a pen for a lot longer than, or a pencil or something we've held in our hands. So sometimes it's just that texture uh, and repetitiveness. But do you think you draw every day? I've been trying to, sorry. I always also really like doing like the, the, like the light blue pencil, the underscore, the underdrawing or whatever, and then drawing Mm -hmm. on the pencil on top. I found that's helped me a lot. Um, but I am trying to draw more and more. I have drawn every day since December 1st of 2021. That's great. That was just last. (laughs) Yeah, but still, I only did the 31 days of December plus a few. So that's, that's great. In December, I drew a Snoopy every day, um, to warm up because I'm going to try to draw every single day this year. And I'm going to try to concentrate on, um, techniques as opposed to like coming up with a drawing Mm. like practicing that draw through that I showed stuff like that um because why because what will that do for you well it will hopefully start a habit and hopefully it will I mean uh I will get better at constructing the Mm. characters and better able to give them that personality and the motion and um, just more character and just get them to not look so stiff. So Plus what about, <laughs> yeah, for sure. So what about in, um, with the characters, are you drawing different things throughout this whole year? Are you like this month I'm going to draw blanks for, or what no, I'm like just dogs or coming up with something. 
So it's not, but you're not like drawing a different animal every day of the year. No. Okay. Just drawing something. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like we, um, if we don't have something and we're maybe not good at drawing, if we get to something like I wasn't very good at drawing noses or faces, but I said, you draw noses I'm gonna, and faces all the time. I, I know, but it's because <laughs> I started drawing them over and over mm-hmm. and over. And then now I feel confident about drawing faces. Now I need to get to bodies so that it's not just these uh, bodiless necks or. Yeah, I am drawing a lot of faces. Not 100%, but a lot of faces or like animal faces, people faces. Trying to get expression going, but eventually I'll get down to like hands and legs and bodies and whatnot. I love that. Do you have any processes that you use as a designer? As a designer, uh, research and have you um, always uh, over 10 years, you've always been really good about research or is that something else that's been obvious? I mean, it's of course, depending on the project project, if it's like a flyer and I know all the information, I don't really need to do a lot of research, but you know, if it's a brand project and I'm like starting a new brand, then I, I do research. Or if it's like with the terrazzo floor, I had never done that before. So I kind of had a, uh, little div- dive into how that's done just to understand how the floor is done so that I could draw for it. And, um, also like learning about industries in terms of design, like whatever industries I'm in working in, I feel like I need to learn a little bit of what's going on in there. And then always asking questions about what's the purpose of the design and what is the information that it's trying to get across and, um, you know, just trying to figure out the best way to approach those things. Love that. Okay. So in the last 30 days, which obviously you were doing, you did Snoopy all over December. So yeah, it's, but 30 days now is January. So in the last 30 days, um, have you been learning anything or working on any new habits related to your illustration? Just the daily drawing. (laughs) On paper? Does it, is it on paper? Yeah, it's going to be on paper because I have, um, I got three of these to last me the Mm -hmm. whole year because I think the one that you were using for your December one, I liked it. So I got three of these and I really just like, um, gonna fill out a page a day. So I got doggies and faces. Um, these are great, Amy. Yeah. These were copied from a book. Most of these were, but, um, uh, but that gets our skill, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta learn how to do it somehow. Absolutely. And, uh, that's kind of the, the point in doing that. This is not is, is more to just to go back and, and learn some of those skills that I never learned. So Brian Yan asks, are, do you have any stipulations or rules that you've set for yourself for your daily drawings? Nope. Like a time it. limit? Nope. Okay. I, so maybe no I should, but no rules. Just the, the goal was just to do it every day. Okay. I mean, I guess right. the only, I guess the rule you could say is that I not doing it with the intention of making a finished piece. Mm. Yeah. You know. Just to learn, to practice. Yeah. Yeah. Which sometimes is a freeing thing. So it's not like you're drawing for it a is. client, right? Yeah. I don't have to, I like, I don't have pressure on myself to come up with something to draw. Like I could just say, okay, let's draw a book. That's cute. Okay. We'll try to draw that. <laughs> so we kind of, we kind of talked about a little bit when you, um, 
when you started talking about just going to the uh, fright fall fall fright fall fright fall fright fall um, thing for retro supply. But how have you gone about uh, developing different styles? Because this seems like a superpower for you. Is it because you're bored and you would never want to draw the same style over and over, or what? What (laughs) is it that um, like when do you decide? Hey, I want to try a new style. Um, usually I see something that's interesting to me and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. I might like to try something in that style. Um, or I'm just tired of drawing my usual style. I feel like I do like alternate between about like two different styles, but, uh, apparently I have more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like the, I, the burger, you know, I don't know if he has a name. I'm sure he does. His name is Maury. Maury. It's, the, the restaurant is in Moore Square. Oh, that's good. But like Maury compared to a, the bunny, the most recent bunny or mm-hmm. a mouse or, yeah. you know, th- those are completely different styles. So, yeah. but um, can you walk us through your process of learning to experiment or experimenting on these different styles, I think you were going to show something here. Yes, or maybe I will, yes, I will show that. Um, this is, uh, yeah, we can get it. I put out um, this Art Deco design toolkit on my creative market shop. And this is kind of how I went about understanding what the Art Deco style to create assets for it was, is I did a lot of research. I have a giant Pinterest board of all kinds of Art Deco um influences and you can see like that little screenshot it's jewelry it's objects it's uh artwork graphic design all types of stuff um then i do google search google searches on it and i found a bunch of different articles articles talking about you know what the characteristics of of art deco were and what um what were the circumstances and when that period came around because I didn't go to traditional art school so I don't really have any art history background so I'm kind of learning this um, myself Um, and then I do have this book retrographic it's got a whole section on art deco somewhere in there Did you give me that link for that one I don't but I have it um so I I will grab that yes I will I'll put that in there uh, just going through all that stuff and then based on the research that I've done and then based on, um, you know, my observations of all the information I've collected, I pull out what col- what the defining characteristics are. So I look for colors and themes, the motifs and what typography and um, see, Brian Yon is there to play Vanna. I know he's our he Vanna. Was- he, he, he was, he was supposed to be in a meeting. I said, how are you going to play Vanna? I mean, who's going to play Vanna if you're in a meeting and I'm on the show. So for but. anybody who's new, um, Brian Yan has this amazing ability to Google faster than anybody else and put in the links when I'm, I've forgotten links. So he's, and so I call him <laughs> Vanna, like for Vanna yeah, right. White on the Wheel, Wheel of Fortune. Fortune. She like, has always got Pat Sajak's back, you know, turning the letter. <laughs> Okay, keep um, going. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, you know, I'll pull out what, what the colors were commonly used, what type of typography was used, how um, those were manipulated, and what kind of materials were used, not just in the objects that were created at the time, but, you know, what type, how were the, how was the artwork created? Like, what 
type of processes. Um, so then you can do this little exercise um, where you analyze the samples. And if you're collecting at least three in a specific style and you uh, compare them and considering how they were created, not so much interpreting their meaning, but just noticing all those details and then writing down those qualities, you know, like what's the line work like? Um, what are, are there common colors used? Are they bright colors or light colors? Or is it like offset register or is it, um, does it have outlines or does it not have outlines, that kind of stuff. And then identifying, taking those observations from, their, from each piece and noting, noting the similarities. Um, and like this example, which is in my little art deco guide, is uh, in this one piece, you know, they have, I've looked at, okay, the colors are yellow, blue, and red, and are the dominant shades. And then they have some secondary shades. There's a repetition in there. There's a of three, there's a three women, there's uh, three birds, there's three cars. And the, the background is on a grid. The typography is very similar. Um, it uses an overprint technique. And then um, there's texture, it's like, it's like texture and all that stuff. So those are things you could all pull out of that, that one piece. And then you would do the same thing for some others and see how they compare. And I did this exercise uh, with two of my favorite uh, illustrators looking at their work to feeling that like, what is the kind of stuff that, uh, I mean, what is it appeals to me about their work? And so I'll do that. So this first one is Blake Stevenson, otherwise known as Jetpacks and Roller Skates. Love him. I do too. And uh, so his stuff, I thought is cute and fun. He uses simple shapes. He's got inked uh, monoline strokes. He uses solid fills. And he'll use some basic textures like half wood or half tone, wood grain. Um, the color palettes tend to be limited. The arms and legs on the characters are pretty simple. And you'll see some big toothy grins and the, <coughs> excuse me, subtle accents of fur. And big eyes. He usually does yeah, big, yeah, big eyes. eyes. Yeah, big eyes too. So at least the glance, it's a totally different style, but I love her work. I love, love, love her work. Um, her style is cute, but it's more of an adorable, whimsical style. She, her outlines are pencil sketchy. Um, the colors are subdued, kind of pastel tones. And her fills are not like solid fills. They've been like painted or sketched in. And she uses the subtle shading and highlights and subtle textures with um, different types of patterns. Faces are cute and simple, and their features are low on the head. She's got a big head, wide set eyes. And again, there's tiny, tiny little tiny eyes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so going all through that, and then if I put those two side by side, they both of them have a cute style. They use simple shapes, basic textures, limited color palettes, um, simplified expressions, and you know, the simple arms and legs and uh, you know, subtle accents at first. So while there's a two completely different styles, there's a lot of things that they have in common. Um, so that was my little demonstration on that. <laughs> I love that. And well, and I love how you're like oh, taking sorry. it, uh, breaking it down and then deciding what you're going to do. So if, so say if we, if I was going to do take kind of this, like analyze what I want to do. And then I'm going to take some things. I am not going to try to do everything because Blake's been doing it for a long time. Mm -hmm. Lisa's been doing it for a long time, but I'm going to just try and replicate two, two things or draw my own things in using simple shapes and um, limited color palette. And then once I get that down, I might add another um, uh, aspect from something that is inspiring to me. Right. 
Yeah. And yeah, the goal is like, obviously I don't want to copy them, <laughs> but right. I'm being inspired by their work and what I'm like, okay, I want to come up with cute work that's, you know, whimsical, then, you know, these are things that I can do to make that, you know, like I can give them, uh, you know, big eyes or small eyes and wide set, you know, putting them low on their, that features low on their face definitely gives it that adorable little look. Um, so, so those are um, some of the things I do when I'm trying to look at a style and, and analyze, discover it. <clears throat> okay, so don't stop your share because I think your next one, I'm going to copy these links. But yeah. I asked you about uh, if I wanted to ask you if there's a resource or that you would share with somebody who is a budding illustrator or that was trying to start doing more of this that would help them get a jump start and maybe not get so frustrated because I know that that can be something for me that's I'll just give up easy. Um, yeah, you're going to get frustrated and you're going to want to give up. Um, I say if I, if I knew how to take the frustration out of it, I, I'd be a, a rich woman, but <laughs> I think for me, if I had started out learning technique, uh, mm. especially with character design, that would have helped me. And so I, yeah, Christopher Hart has got a lot of great books and I, I have some of them here, but, um, I've taken a, a few classes on 21draw.com that I found really helpful. Um, and then uh, Ed Bill is a uh, illustrator. He does mid-century modern style stuff. I think he's in Mexico. Um, but he's got a course on Domestica that's great. And then there's a I think Madsberg does a kind of art art decoy style stuff. Um, and he's got a course on Domestica too. And so those courses I've taken on there are pretty good. Uh, actually, they're really good. And uh, I have a huge resource library on my Pinterest account. Um, you do. Because, she has like yeah. way a ton of followers and a ton of pins. So you should really check out Amy's um, Pinterest, which we have put. It's just for yeah. anybody. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, all the links are down below. And um, if you're listening, you can always uh, you can always go to the website and hunt yes. hunt for this as well. But we they will be below. So you could, don't yeah. have to search too, too far. Yeah. And so this is one of my favorite books. This is in the list there. And then this is Harting Modern. Christopher Hart has a ton of books. Um, this Alan one I says got, he loves Christopher Hart. Mm -hmm. uh, I got this one, which is an old Preston Blair animation. Um, because I wanted to learn more, I like to do action and, um, you know, more expression. So I thought, hey, animation, people have to move. That would be a good resource. This one is a really, really, really good tune when it's very Ooh. full of stuff. But um, this the one has silver a lot of way. Yeah, a silver way. Hmm. Yeah. Is the person's think, last name Silver? Yes, Stephen Silver. Oh. I think he did. Um, like, my dad always says the Gibbs way. The Gibbs way. Um, anyway, so going, those are some going. of my my favorites. But those are some of your favorite resources yeah. that you keep at your at your ready. When yeah, well, I have a. I have a bookshelf over there because oh. when I usually sit down to draw for fun, I'm doing it in front of the TV. So I have a bookshelf over, this is my living room. Yeah. You know, my witness protection corner in the daytime. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, Costa says, well done, Amy. He has to go, but much love and happy birthday. Oh, uh, thank you. Costas. Okay. Thanks so ne coming. next question. Um, 
how have you used your illustration skills to, because a lot of times we would just draw something and not do anything with it. And especially maybe we get caught up with not feeling like we're very good at something. Um, how have you used your illustration skills to create passive income? Can you tell okay, us about so, your yeah, creative yeah. market? So I do. Front? I have a shop on creative market um, where I sell some digital design uh, assets. And usually those stem from like, I want a resource myself for some reason. Uh, mm -hmm. So I make it and then I'm like, well, somebody might want to use it. So I'll put it up for sale. Um, and like with the Art Deco one, that was me wanting to work on a specific style. And I, I did go into it with the idea of making, excuse me, with making a product. But um, with all of my products, I'm usually making something that I wanted in the first place or something that I wanted to try. So if they don't sell, I don't really feel too bad because I learned something and I had, you know, I enjoyed the process and I have a resource for myself now. Um, mm -hmm. But it is nice when they sell. It's nice to have a little extra income coming in. Um, but yeah, that's, that's how I've gone about that. Okay. I love that. Okay. So we're here at the end. So I want to make, uh, do you have anything else on your deck or can we see your pretty face bigger? Okay. So <laughs> um, you've been a big advocate for the design community, creative community, um, illustration community, and you're really big about serving in the community. You've served in AIGA at mm -hmm. the uh, leadership level, um, not just, just a volunteer. You've helped me, even though you're a full ticket price, uh, <laughs> uh, person at creative south you always help me you volunteer and i really appreciate it um you've served on aiga's rally board it is fun um and you've attended conferences you've volunteered you've been active in the community how has this helped you grow or um and how has it helped you be encouraged to keep growing in in your illustration well, it's introduced me to a lot of other uh, designers and illustrators who, you know, I can learn from, who will give me feedback, who, like yourself, are very supportive, uh, and it forced me to say I'm I'm an illustrator rather than say, oh, I'm an aspiring illustrator. Uh, you're the one who I own it because of you. Um, but <laughs> uh, but it's just a great uh, like resource of people who. I found the creative community that are so generous mm. with their time and their knowledge. And it's just, it's just amazing um, that people. And approachable. Right? And approachable. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Like I've gotten through AIGA um, and creative South, you know, I've gotten to meet some of my design heroes and they're totally approachable and, you know, it's, they'll answer your questions. They'll make time for you. And just having that community that's, support and just I feel understood people have gone through the same things you know maybe they figured stuff out that I haven't figured out yet before uh, or maybe I can help someone figure something out uh, it's just it's it's just so welcoming and it's just it's like it's it's my second family hmm. you know I have a, a, a big first family <laughs> but my second family is huge and um, it's, I, I feel at home there. I'm, I'm with my people and um, I get a lot out of it. And with the um, serving on the AIJ rally board, I did that for nine years. I, I learned so much and I grew so much as a person and as a designer. And uh, I mean, that's like the most, that's really the, 
only time most of my design jobs have been I've been the only or like one of two designers and so that's really been my place where I get to do that creative teamwork which mm-hmm. has been great because it taught me how to delegate and not do everything myself and it taught me to let go and not wanting to do everything myself like it doesn't have to be my way um, so those are all very important lessons and, and the leadership skills. And honestly, even the event planning skills have come in handy, um, at my current job and at my last job, you know, we put on events for clients and, um, having the experience doing that has been super helpful. Bye doc. Thank you. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just been a great experience for me and volunteering at creative South is fun. You meet people that way and that's a great thing to do if you're, um, and even in any of your creative communities, if you're like shy or uh, introverted person, which I am, I'm in a group of people where I don't know anyone. I'm just kind of usually a wallflower, but if you volunteer, you're there. You can't be a wallflower. You can't be a wallflower. You have a purpose, purpose, right? You have have a purpose. To tell people where the bathroom is or this is where this is or you're checking them in. And so it makes you not feel weird about being alone. Plus, you're not alone doing it. You're with somebody else, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you uh, reasons to start talking to people um, where before you'd be like, you might be like, why is this person talking to me? And you're like, no, I'm here to give you some information or like you said, show you where the bathroom is. So, yeah. um, Okay. So I have, I have, I um conscious of our time because I well it's your birthday um so you also have well and sometimes um being in the creative community you have gotten work uh from freelance work from other people or even your old jobs have come back to get more free freelance work so you have to be you have been uh visible on social you've recently just um updated your website which i'll put that in the chat so that's something that else you've been working on and you've been working on it for a while so i'm really yeah. really excited that you are um finished or work it's showable it's right locked. yeah it's always <laughs> it's, we're it's, always working it's ready on it. for prime time uh, right, ready I, for- I will be adding more to it in the future but uh yes um what was so, your question <laughs> uh, so being in a community also helps us to uh partner up with people yeah. for anybody who's doing freelance but it's also great for for you who you have full-time job it's also helped you to move to another different full-time jobs it's it's being visible and saying hey yeah. i'm looking for something and here are some of my strengths because again although jen spent you know however many weeks with you she she liked <laughs> me when you see it all together you're like wow i didn't realize it was this big or you had this much um range or it's just it's good to have all it's good to be able to share it with people and then have people comment to that also want you to grow. Right. Yes. And oh yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's the thing about, like I said, the community community is so generous. Like you'd think maybe we're all competing for each other for a job and stuff, but I mean, maybe we are, but we really just want to see each other do well. Like mm, a friend, there's enough a mutual, work. Yeah. And I mean, like a mutual friend of ours today got some really good news and I couldn't be more open to me for this person. So um, it's like, 
And then I know people are so excited about when I get something, you know, exciting happens and it's just that camaraderie and Mm. the support over not just your creative life, but, you know, um, back in 2020, my brother passed away and the creative smile community got together, found my parents address and sent us flowers and a gift basket. And I'm like, is that not incredible that that's the type of community that, that people are, um, just so generous with themselves and their, and just we're each other's cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, I, yeah. absolutely. And okay, with, with sorry, I just want to say with any community, like you're not going to get anything out if you don't participate. So like mm. you gotta like if you're like with your real guy IGA, you gotta show up to vets and you gotta volunteer at stuff. And if you're in some type of online community, you gotta like talk to people. <laughs> Or, or you're not going to get as much out of it. So, yes. And yeah. Jen says camaraderie over scarcity. And, you know, it's like uh, if somebody isn't going to pour in, uh, if they're not going to respond to you, then it's okay. There yeah. definitely, there will be others just go to the next. And that's when we're in business. Yeah. We're looking, if we're looking for clients, if they're not answering, it doesn't mean that you should never email them again because maybe they just missed yeah. your email. But yeah. it's also, they may not need what you have right now. So just keep yeah. going because someone does need what you're doing and they need it now. And you just got to keep pressing yeah. the gas. People don't know. If they don't know if they don't know what you do. They don't know that. Hey, my friend. Yeah. They, they're not this, always like, you following know. you, right? They're not yeah. always seeing everything that you're doing. I had a client this week, um, I had done some web work for him and then they contacted me and they were like, do you um, do this? Could you do this? And I was like, sure. And then they were like, well, we're going to need to find somebody to do the logo. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. Or I, I have people who can do that. And they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah, is that really that shocking? But okay. Um, I mean, I don't really love to do logos, but um, but I know lots of people who like you do, can do love it. to do logos, I and do. I can, and I've just done two, so <laughs> I'm 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 in that. I can I can absolutely do it. So, but I want to. Um, is there any other thing that the creative community has done for your creativity or for your motivation, um, or anything else that you hadn't mentioned that you want to just mention about the creative community? Well, you know, and people are excited about what you do. That's certainly motivating and encouraging. Um, So that definitely is. And just, I know, I guess it's the part of like seeing, you know, my peers, seeing the work that they're doing and seeing how they're progressing, uh, you know, makes me want to continue to be progressing. And um, Mm. yeah. And that leads us to Love on Designers, which is the whole month. So That, that wasn't a leading question, but it really did lead in well. So um, I do this thing and uh, Kim Pinella and I started it, I think maybe in 2017 or 2018. So it's been a while um, and we do a giveaway and what we're going to do, we're going to do it today. So hopefully if you have put in something in the chat, that is how we're going to do the giveaway today. Um, and Amy has a special giveaway. Show it, Amy. Yes. So if it you is don't... a hand-bound sketchbook, it's 100 pages, and, and it's made 
from Inside of Envelopes, which if you don't know, I love the Inside of Envelopes. So Amy did that as a ode to Design Recharge, right? Um, Yes. So, Right. So I absolutely love this. I would like to win this, but clearly I can't win this. Um, Well, I have... I have the remnants of all of these in the giant <laughs> folder of envelopes that I, I, I have waiting to give you in April. Oh, good. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. So um, what we're going to do in just a second, but wh- I want to tell you about what Love on Designers does, and I'm going to make it really quick. So every week, there's four weeks, I think in February. Well, there's four, we're doing four of these four weeks uh, in February. And I think so. Week one is energize somebody else. So, whatever that means, if you have a coworker, if you don't have a coworker, you're lonely, only like Amy, then maybe it's doing something to. I went for a walk yesterday with uh, a designer that I know, and then I. I didn't get coffee, but they got coffee um, yesterday uh, with another designer. So, do something that will again, when you can pour into somebody and maybe that's something physical, like we're physical, mm, that sort of sounds bad, but you know what I mean? Um, doing something with someone in your local area, but it also might be that you're, you just end up say, Hey, do you want to do a call? I just want to hear how things are going. And just again, giving somebody a little bit of your time, whether it's 30 minutes or an hour, you know, just that can mean the world to somebody and that can really give them some energy. And you, this uh, January and February can be kind of like, Ooh, you know, lots of gray days. So this would be a really good thing. And if you do it, then just snap a screenshot of you and whoever, or take a picture and then um, use the hashtag love on designers. And then, and that's another way that we'll do a drawing, but we're going to do this right. So this week is energized. Um, let me go back to my thing. Um, red go for ahead. energy. Yeah. Red for energy. <laughs> that's what I did. I, I have a pink jack, uh, jacket on. I took off next week is encourage. And so normally I would say you create a post, share an encouraging word. Social media specifically is great for this. So, you know, old fashioned letter to somebody who, you know, has been killing it, a DM to one of your mentors, I think would be great. Just encouraging them because you never know. Um, They may really be having a not great day. So it's great to reach out. Amy, I think you would love if this meant something to somebody, if they reached out to you and said, Hey, I love this. This was amazing. That would be, that's, and you've been amazing for the community. So again, if you see somebody growing, you know, do that as well. So this week is energized. Next week is encourage. Week three is recharge. It's a day you do a week you do something for yourself. And week four is connect. So let's do this really quick. Amy, I am just scrolling. You tell me when to stop, and that will be our winner. You have to tell me when to stop, though. Stop. Okay. Hey, it's Mora. <laughs> <laughs> All right, can, well, Maura, I, you. Well, hey, Maura, happy early birthday. <laughs> All right. Oh, she's not here anymore. So we'll have to, we'll let her, we'll let her know since we, we know how to get in touch with her. And yeah. just Amy, thank you so much for um, spending your birthday with us. And is there anything next? What should we be looking for? Just the, the 365 thing that you're doing? Uh, I'm not really going to share that because it's kind of just for me. Okay. Um, 
I do have a couple of Valentine's illustrations that I did for cards because I'm still doing the cards. So that'll be the next thing I put out. Um, I'll probably end up putting more stuff on my uh, revamped website. And uh, that's kind of it. Okay. Just, well, they can find. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, I haven't really decided what my next uh, uh, big personal project will be. Um, so I'm just figuring out and having fun and trying to draw and learn. And this will be so much fun. Yes. That's a great way to spend my birthday. So thank you. It it is. I'm so glad that this ended up, this Wednesday ended up being on, and it was a great way to kick off love on designers. I can't think of anybody. I would love to kick it off more than somebody I've spent a bunch of Wednesdays. I don't even know 400 Wednesdays with. So I'm, I'm very thankful. So um, I just hope you guys will use the hashtag love on some designers, illustrators, whatever. Um, love on some creatives, creatives. this week. Yeah. <laughs> and um, if you want to check this out, if you're listening and you're, you can't write this down, if you go to rechargingyou.com slash progress as an illustrator, or if you just look, look up Amy Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S, or I just want to read her um, website, designs with an S. Dandy and dandy and lines are both wise. Yes. Oh, is dandy normally with an I? Yes. If you're talking like a dandelion. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Dandy. Okay. All wise here, people. And then um, you can follow her on Instagram at dandelion design, all the wise or wise anyway. Um, And then Pinterest, (laughs) the same thing. So, and then creative market dandelion design as well. So check it out, check her out. Um, Thank you guys for coming. Um, And I am excited to do another love on designers with you next week. And um, I, and thank you, Andrew. I'm glad you guys, you got to stay and Adrian, it's so good to see you. Um, Thank you everybody. See you guys next week. I'm going to hit stop, but we'll be Okay, here we go. I'm going to stop. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.